The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We welcome everyone to the program. My name is J. Paul Newman. My two co-hosts today are Rutherford County District Attorney General Jennings Jones and sitting in today for Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch will be Assistant District Attorney Jerry Blythe. We thank WGNS for providing the airtime and we thank our producer, Scott Walker. Most of all, we thank you for listening. In our Call to Conviction segment, I will discuss the 2016 murder of 40-year-old Kayathong Kiomek. Then, in our Inside the Court segment, District Attorney General Jennings Jones will tell you about recent and upcoming grand jury, general sessions, and circuit court activity. And later, in our What's the Law segment, Assistant District Attorney Jerry Blythe will be joined by myself and Jennings Jones, and we will discuss the Tennessee DUI law. We will begin the broadcast after you listen to these important messages. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros. Hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hello, this is Amanda from Animal City inviting your family to come do business with my family. Don't let your dog be bored this fall. Come see us at Animal City for some of the best toys to keep them entertained and engaged. Come see us at Animal City and let our 32 years experience benefit you and your pets. Come check out our selection here at Animal City. We have freshwater, saltwater, corals, and more. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Yeah, I would say Adam's Place, check it out. What do you enjoy most about Adam's Place? Well, definitely the people. Also, the courtyard, the pool. You know, everything has been just the way I want it to be. Uh, The exercise programs. I'm Jan Height. This is a really good place to be. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. From call to conviction, time now for a look back at one of the more intriguing and important cases for this community. From the crime, the investigation, 
to the prosecution. On today's From Call to Conviction, we go back in time to the 18th day of September, 2016. Our location is an apartment complex in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It was approximately 1 a.m. when a lady walking her dog discovers a man unconscious in the apartment breezeway. The Murfreesboro Police Department respond to the scene. Upon their arrival, the police observed that the man had bruising to his face and was covered in blood. The injured man was identified as 40-year-old Kaothong Kiomek. Kaothong Kiomek was initially transported to St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, but is later transferred to Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. Meanwhile, Detective Larry Maples and other members of the Murfreesboro Police Department continue their investigation. Later that same morning, a mutual friend of Kaothong Kiomek and the person who caused Kiomek's injuries told the police who the person was that assaulted Kaothong Kiomek. It was just hours after the assault that Detective Maples located and arrested 39-year-old Anasak Imanavong and charged him with the aggravated assault of Kaothong Kiomek. That following day, on September the 19th, 2016, Detective Maples was notified that Kaothong Kiomek no longer had any brain activity. Kaothong Kiomek was on life support, and he was an organ donor. He passed away later that day, and his organ donor request was honored. Kaothong Kiomek was employed at Rich Products Corporation, and he had two daughters, and he was an alumnus of Riverdale High School. On September the 22nd, the autopsy established that the cause of Kaothong Kiomek's death was blunt force trauma to the head and asphyxiation. The medical examiner ruled that the manner of death was homicide. The charges against Anasak Imanavong were now upgraded to second-degree murder. On October the 19th, 2016, Anasak Imanavong appeared for his preliminary hearing in the General Sessions courtroom of Rutherford County Judge. Barry Tidwell. Imanavong was represented at the hearing by Rutherford County Assistant Public Defender Rusty Perkins. The state was represented by Assistant District Attorney J. Paul Newman. During the hearing, Detective Larry Maples told the court that Anasak Imanavong had admitted causing the injuries to Kaothong Kiomek, but he maintained that he was acting in self-defense. 
Detective Maples noted that during the altercation that neither man was believed to use or possess any type of weapon. The detective further stated that based on the injury level present on the two men's physical bodies, that the extensive injuries caused by Anasak Imanavong on an unarmed Kayathong Kiomek was a gross escalation beyond that which was necessary for self-defense. After listening to all of the evidence, Judge Barry Tidwell forwarded the case to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. In January of 2017, the Rutherford County Grand Jury indicted Anasak Imanavong for the unlawful killing of Kayathong Kiomek. The case was assigned to the courtroom of Rutherford County Circuit Court Judge David Bragg. Following months of negotiation, on November the 19th, 2017, Anasak Imanabong was brought back to the circuit courtroom of Judge David Bragg. Anasak Imanabong told the court that he had decided to enter a plea of guilty and accept responsibility for causing the death of Kayathong Kiomek. Anasak Imanavong was represented by Assistant Rutherford County Public Defender Ray White. The state was represented by Assistant District Attorney J. Paul Newman. Later that morning, Anasak Imanavong pled guilty to the charge of voluntary manslaughter for the brutal killing of Kayathong Kiomek. Pursuant to the plea agreement, Judge Bragg sentenced Anasak Imanavong to serve six years in the Tennessee Department of Corrections. This was a tragic case. Kiomek and Imanavong knew each other and had mutual friends, but because of ego, temper, and a penchant for violence, Kayathong Kiomek lost his life, and Anasak Imanavong's life changed forever, a life that he would have to restart after serving his sentence. This is Paul Newman. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Join me, America's career coach, Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. This is Inside the Courts. A look at this month's trials, pleas, and grand jury action. Inside the Courts is presented as a courtesy of the Rutherford County Clerk's Office. 
Good morning, everyone. This is your District Attorney, Jennings Jones, and in this segment, I will be your tour guide as I take you inside the courts. We begin this segment by stating that none of the defendants named in upcoming trials or hearings have been convicted, and, of course, they are presumed by our law to be innocent. With that as a prelude, we will now go inside the courts. On April 6th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to an apartment complex on Old Las Casas Road, where the body of Mr. Ryan Walcott was found lying on the floor of his apartment. Mr. Walcott had been beaten and stabbed to death. Detective Julie Cox with the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as the lead investigator. Alistair Jennings, one of Mr. Walcott's roommates, has been developed as a suspect in Mr. Walcott's death. Through the course of her investigation, Detective Cox discovered both physical evidence and statements from witnesses that connect Mr. Jennings to the murder of Ryan Walcott. As a result, Mr. Jennings has been charged with first-degree murder. The defendant is represented by counsel, Ms. Barbara penland Lefuse, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On September the 27th of 2021, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a residence on Bivens Hill Road in reference to a shooting. Once on scene, deputies located Miss Tony Odom, who had suffered a gunshot wound. Miss Odom later died from her injuries. Detective Ty Downing with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. After interviewing witnesses and reviewing physical evidence found at the scene, Erwin Odom, the victim's husband, was identified as a suspect. At the conclusion of the investigation, Mr. Odom was charged with first-degree murder. Mr. Odom is represented by Murfreesboro attorney Josh Crane, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Sarah Davis. On February 12th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a parking lot on Middle Tennessee Boulevard in response to a shooting. Upon arrival, officers discovered at least five individuals had been struck by gunfire. Two individuals had been shot multiple times, including Mr. Brandon Anderson, who later died from his injuries. Detective Cody Thomas has been assigned as lead investigator. Upon conclusion of his investigation, Detective Jacob Fountain charged Mr. Jamar Marks with first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, three counts of aggravated assault, employing a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and reckless endangerment with a deadly weapon. Mr. Marks was scheduled to appear before the General Sessions Court in Rutherford County for a preliminary hearing, but upon agreement of the parties, the case was bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. Mr. Marks is represented by counsel, Mr. Josh Crane, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On December 4th of 2020, Officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department were dispatched to an apartment complex on North Rutherford Boulevard in reference to a shooting that resulted in the death of Mr. Montavious Jones. Mr. Jones was left lying in the apartment parking lot where he was later found. Murfreesboro Detective Chris Pate was assigned as lead investigator. After the shooting, Mr. Mikhail Boyd was located at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital seeking treatment for a gunshot wound. Video surveillance footage showed Mr. Boyd being brought to the hospital by Tevin Campbell and Paul Turner. After a lengthy investigation that included interviewing witnesses, obtaining cell phone records, social media records, and expert witness reports, Detective Pate charged Mr. Boyd, Mr. Campbell, and Mr. Turner, along with Martavius Guy, with first-degree murder, attempted especially aggravated robbery, conspiracy to commit aggravated robbery, and employing a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony. 
Mr. Guy's girlfriend, Tabricia Lattimore, has been charged with conspiracy, aggravated robbery, and facilitation to attempted especially aggravated robbery. All defendants are represented by counsel. Mr. Boyd is represented by Mr. Art Quinn. Mr. Turner is represented by Casey Little. Mr. Guy is represented by Ben Powers. Miss Lattimore is represented by Mr. Jeffrey Jackson. And Mr. Campbell is represented by Mr. Michael Offinger. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. This matter is set for a preliminary hearing on August the 8th of this year in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County. On September 8th of 2019, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting on Journey Drive. Officers discovered Marquis Turner, who had been shot on the sidewalk after leaving an event at the Elks Lodge. Mr. Turner later died from his injuries. Detective Cody Thomas of the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as the lead investigator and has developed Khalil Smith as a suspect in this case. Upon conclusion of his investigation, Mr. Smith was charged with second-degree murder in possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Khalil Smith is presently incarcerated at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center and is represented by counsel Mr. Michael Offinger. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. A preliminary hearing was held on April 6th of this year, and the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County found probable cause to believe that Mr. Smith committed the charged crimes. This case is now awaiting presentment to a Rutherford County grand jury. On April 24th of last year, officers on patrol heard shots fired and responded to 1621 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, where they found Mr. Shakur Ali, who had been shot and later died from his injuries. Apollo Cantrell was identified as the shooter and fled the state. Detective Richard Presley of the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as lead investigator. Through cooperation with the state of Iowa, Mr. Cantrell was apprehended and is presently incarcerated at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center on charges of second-degree murder and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. He is represented by Murfreesboro attorney Will Fraley. A preliminary hearing was held in this matter on February 7th of this year, and the General Sessions Court found probable cause to bind the case over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. On February 6th of last year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting resulting in the death of 21-year-old Giovanni Gillis at a residence on Ewing Boulevard. Detective Cody Thomas has been assigned as lead investigator. Upon conclusion of Detective Thomas's investigation, Larry Johnson II has been charged with first-degree murder. Mr. Johnson is represented by counsel Mr. Michael Flanagan, and the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. Following a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County on May 5th of 2021, the case was bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. On June the 27th of 2018, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting on Old Las Casas Pike. Upon arrival, officers located Dylan Biddle Jr., who had sustained multiple gunshot wounds. Mr. Biddle later died from his injuries. Officers were also contacted about an unknown male that had been shot and was attempting to get into vehicles at the Reeves-Rogers Elementary School. That male was later identified as Albert Mustafa. Murfreesboro Police Detective Doug Arrington was assigned as the lead investigator on this case. Multiple witnesses were interviewed and evidence on scene was collected. Upon conclusion of the investigation, it was determined that Mr. Mustafa and Devante James went to a residence on Old Las Casas with the intent to commit a robbery. Mr. Biddle was a guest at that residence. 
Mr. Mustafa and Mr. James entered into the residence and attempted to rob Mr. Biddle. During the course of the attempted robbery, Mr. Biddle was shot and killed. Mr. Biddle was, however, able to return fire, and Mr. Mustafa sustained a gunshot wound as a result. Mr. Mustafa and Mr. James were charged with first-degree murder, felony murder, aggravated robbery, employing a weapon during the commission of a dangerous felony, and conspiracy to commit the same. Mr. Mustafa is represented by Mr. Thomas Parkinson, while Mr. James is represented by Mr. Russell Perkins. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On October the 24th of 2020, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting that occurred at the intersection of North Tennessee Boulevard and Stonewall Boulevard. Officers discovered the body of Mr. Blake Bolton, who was the victim of two gunshot wounds. Murfreesboro Police Department Detective Albert Miles was assigned as lead investigator. Detective Miles has charged Mr. Gilliam with the first-degree murder of Mr. Bolton. Following a preliminary hearing on March 23, 2021, the case was bound over to the grand jury. Mr. Gilliam remains in the custody of the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center. A Rutherford County grand jury indicted Mr. Gilliam for first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, burglary to an automobile, possession of meth with the intent to distribute, employment of a weapon during the commission of a dangerous felony, and conspiracy to commit the above. Mr. Gilliam is represented by counsel Mr. Jeff Burton, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On April the 9th of 2020, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a residence on North Rutherford Boulevard in response to a shooting resulting in the death of Mr. Stephen Lopez, Jr. Lead investigator Detective Richard Presley has charged Mr. James Evans III with second-degree murder of Mr. Lopez, Jr., Mr. Evans waived his right to a preliminary hearing and bound his case over to the grand jury. On March of 2021, a grand jury returned a true bill against Mr. Evans. Mr. Evans is represented by counsel John Mitchell III, and the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On June 22, 2019, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting on Eagle Street, resulting in the death of Mr. Diore Sunders. Detective Jacob Fountain was assigned as the lead investigator. Through interviews of witnesses and video surveillance footage, Detective Fountain identified Delarius Crawford and Quandre Knowles as suspects. Physical evidence established two different firearms had been used to kill Mr. Sunders. Eyewitnesses confirmed that Mr. Crawford and Mr. Knowles both shot Mr. Sunders. Detective Fountain charged both suspects with first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, employing a firearm during the commission of a felony, in possession of a handgun by a convicted felon. Mr. Crawford is represented by Mr. David Clark, while Mr. Knowles is represented by Mr. Tillman Payne. The state is again represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. This matter is currently set to trial starting August the 22nd of this year. On October the 8th of 2019, officers with the Laverne Police Department responded to a residence on Center Street in response to a shooting resulting in the death of a 17-year-old male. The juvenile had been shot multiple times. Laverne Police Department Detective Steve Krotz has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. Upon interviewing witnesses, Detective Krotz developed Mr. Deontay Moore as a suspect. Cell phone records placed Mr. Moore in the area of the shooting and in communication with the juvenile victim the night of the shooting. On October 16th of 2019, Mr. Moore was found hiding in a closet at an apartment in Lebanon, Tennessee. Mr. Moore was charged with first-degree murder. A preliminary hearing was held on February the 11th of 2020 in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County. 
in March of 2021, a Rutherford County grand jury indicted Mr. Moore for first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, and use of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony. This matter is currently scheduled for trial to begin September the 26th of this year. The defendant is represented by counsel, Ms. Courtney Teasley, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On the 26th of June, 2019, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a residence on Walnut Grove Road. Mr. Terry Barber was found deceased on the floor with his hands and feet bound together. Lead investigator Detective Steve Brown has charged three individuals, Devin Gailey, Brent Ross, and Vernice Ferrer, with first-degree murder, especially aggravated kidnapping, aggravated robbery, aggravated burglary, and fraudulent use of a debit card. Following a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court, the cases were bound over to the grand jury. In June of 2020, a grand jury returned a true bill against all three defendants. Devin Gailey is represented by counsel Mr. Luke Evans, and on January the 20th of this year, Mr. Gailey entered a plea of guilty to felony murder and especially aggravated kidnapping and received a life sentence with the possibility of parole and a concurrent 25-year sentence to serve. On March 24th of 2022, Ms. Vernice Fair was found guilty by a jury of her peers of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Brent Ross is the remaining defendant and is represented by counsel Mr. Michael Jones. A trial is scheduled for the dates of January 23rd through the 25th of next year. I will be representing the state in this matter, assisted by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On July 26th of 2020, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to the residence of Mr. Eric Bixler. Upon arrival, deputies found the body of Mr. Bixler, deceased as the result of multiple stab wounds. A female companion of Mr. Bixler's advised deputies two armed men had attacked Mr. Bixler and held her at gunpoint while they searched the premises. The female heard Mr. Bixler being tortured by his assailants. Detective Ty Downing with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department was assigned as lead investigator. Following Detective Downing's investigation, Mr. Christopher White and Mr. Christopher Robinson, both from Kentucky, were charged with first-degree murder, especially aggravated kidnapping, especially aggravated robbery, aggravated burglary, use of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and tampering with evidence. After a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court, the cases were bound over to the grand jury, and in March of 2021, a true bill was returned against both. Mr. White is represented by counsel, Mr. Paul Bruno, and Mr. Robinson is represented by Rob McKinney and Brian Lewis. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. This matter is set for trial to begin May the 8th of next year. On December the 8th, 2016, the Murfreesboro Police Department located the body of Francesca Gomez Cordero in a wooded area off of Elam Road. Francesca Gomez Cordero was a Hispanic female Based upon their investigations, Murfreesboro detectives have now filed charges against Romulo Hernandez Mayorga. Mayorga has thus far eluded capture. If you have information regarding this case or the whereabouts of Romulo Hernandez Mayorga, please contact Detective Doug Arrington of the Murfreesboro Police Department. The phone number to call is 615-893-1311. Again, that number is 615-893-1311. And that will conclude today's look inside the courts. 
We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies, high in the low 90s. Tonight, chance for showers and storms, cloudy low of 74. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 75. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Heritage South Community Credit Union is giving back to our community. During August, we're donating $50 to the school or teacher of your choice when you are approved for a loan. Combined with our great loan specials, there's never been a better time to move your loan to Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Remember, at Heritage South, we help when others won't. Only on certain loan types. Restrictions apply. What's the law? Time now for an examination of the laws of Tennessee. This is not intended to be legal advice and is being presented solely for the informational benefit of our listening audience. You should always consult with an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice. We welcome to the WGNS Microphones, Jerry Bly. Jerry is an assistant district attorney in the Rutherford County District Attorney's Office, and he specializes in DUI prosecution. Jerry, welcome to the broadcast. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. I'm going to turn the microphone over to you and ask you to tell us about the DUI law. Yes, sir. Uh, Once again, my name is Jerry Blythe, and uh, I've been the DUI prosecutor for um, the last two and a half years since October um, 2019. uh, That's when I got sworn in as an assistant, Um, and I've been prosecuting DUI since then. I just recently transitioned to circuit court to prosecute DUI, so a little bit more uh, significant cases. Looking at the DUI law, it's uh, TCA 5510-401 is the law that governs DUI, um, and it, it pretty much states that it is unlawful for any person to drive or be in physical control of any automobile or motor-driven vehicle on any public roadways or highways, um, apartment complexes, uh, streets and alleys, um, and trailer parks, and then there's also a um, separate portion that is, as long as it's frequented by the public, um, it can also be um, prosecuted as a DUI um, while under the influence of any intoxicant, marijuana, or controlled substance, um, and a BAC of 0.08. That just calls um, for a per se limit, uh, the 0.08. A lot of times they're a lot higher than that. Um, a lot of times folks will come in whenever they have taken some form of drug or narcotic and they'll be like, um, I didn't drink. I didn't drink a drop, so I'm not DUI. But it does include marijuana any kind of prescription drug, uh, as long as there's some kind of impairment uh, that causes some form of effect on your um, central nervous system. Um, a lot of times uh, nowadays you see uh, there's about 50-50 between drug DUIs and alcohol DUIs. Um, a lot of the cases consist of marijuana or fentanyl. Um, and in those situations, uh, when it does include marijuana, we see a lot of speeders. Uh, a lot of times uh, folks will come in as like, well, I wasn't, if I was high at the time of marijuana, I would have been driving slower. But actually, it, it doesn't make you drive slower. It actually speeds you up. Uh, and make you makes you drive faster. Um, with our fentanyl and heroin cases, um, we see a lot of folks passing out behind the wheel, um, being involved in crashes. Same with uh, meth cases, uh, we see folks crashed out. 
Now, when it comes to punishment, the punishment for a DUI is a little bit more extensive um, for your first-time offenders, and the lawmakers have set that up in a way in which it tries to deter people from uh, driving under the influence, making that decision to drive under the influence. And that's simply because every time a person gets behind the wheel of the vehicle and they you know, make the decision to drink and drive or um, take some kind of controlled substance and drive. Um, it places the whole community at risk. And so, you know, lawmakers have uh, set up the punishment uh, to try to deter that. Um, so for a first offense DUI, you're looking at serving anywhere between 48 and seven hours, um, seven days, 48 hours and seven days, depending on what your blood level is. And also depending on the circumstances surrounding uh, the DUI, um, you could be looking at more. Uh, but anything over 0.08 or higher, at least 48 hours to serve. And that also carries your loss of license uh, as well as a $350 fine and court costs. And then other um, classes in regards to um, a DUI that tries to hinder a person from wanting to get behind the wheel of the vehicle and drive. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Uh, the people who may put their children in a car and have been drinking, is there any extra punishment for putting a child in the car and putting them in that danger? Yes, sir, there is, and we're thankful that there is. Um, putting the child in the vehicle uh, while under the influence carries an extra 30 days on top of the mandatory minimum, which is either 48 hours or the, the seven days, um, as well as an increased fine of $1,000. And then usually we will make them also take a parenting class um, just to be on the safe side. You never know what's going on behind the scenes of, you know, uh, what somebody has going on in their life that may be affecting the child. So parenting class as well is, is usually thrown on there. Jerry, I've always thought that there's no safe limit of how much you can drink and be okay. Yes, sir. I don't recommend that you drink one beer and then drive yes, sir. or take any type of medication that you shouldn't be taking and try to drive. Do you agree with me that, that it's safer that if you're going to drink, get a designated driver, Oh, yes, sir. And, you know, nowadays there are things such as Lyft, Uber. I mean, we still have taxis, but Lyft and Uber nowadays is, you know, readily available for folks that do want to go out and have a little bit of fun. We have about a minute left in this particular portion. Can you tell us about how the punishment goes up for the DUI second offense? So after your first offense DUI, um, as long as you've been convicted, uh, if you pick up another DUI within the next 10 years, it could be used to enhance the punishment. And so a DUI second offense goes up to 45 days to serve, a $600 fine and court costs. You had to submit to a DUI rehab program, and then you lose your license for uh, two years. Now, there is... Uh, other programs in which, you know, if a person really has a problem, they can also get introduced, such as DUI court. My guest this morning has been Jerry Blythe from the Rutherford County District Attorney's Office. And Jerry, thank you for telling us about the law of DUI. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. As we end our program today, we thank our producer, Scott Walker, and we thank WGNS for providing the airtime. Most of all, we thank you for listening. Our next scheduled broadcast is Friday morning, September the 2nd at 8, 10 a.m. on your good neighbor station, WGNS. We leave by saying... 
A safe community is the responsibility of each and every one of us. For my two co-hosts, Jennings Jones and Jerry Blythe, this is Paul Newman, bidding everyone a blessed day. The District Attorney's Office thanks you for listening to today's program. If you have any information regarding criminal activity in our community, please contact one of our law enforcement agencies. The information presented on today's show is solely for informational benefit and not intended to be legal advice. You should always consult an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice. Rutherford County's most trusted name in news. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. Rutherford County's most complete election coverage. Here's Brian Barrett. There are several new faces in local government after the August 4th County Municipal and State Primary Elections. 29,377 Election Day early and absentee votes were cast. That's a 14.5% voter turnout. Joe Carr is county mayor-elect, garnering 2,131 more votes than the closest challenger, Randy Allen. Travis Lampley is the new juvenile court judge for Rutherford County, defeating Andre Chrisman. Incumbent judge Mark Rogers held off a challenge from Mike Jones for Circuit Court Judge Division 1 by 1,234 votes. Mike Fitchie won re-election as county sheriff, plus Caleb Tidwell and Francis Rosales won seats on the county school board. 15 of the 21 county commission districts were contested. Democrat Hope Oliver defeated Republican David Gammon by 28 votes in District 1. In District 5, longtime incumbent Carol Cook defeated by 65 votes by challenger Laura Davidson. Republican Phil Dodd in District 16 finished 63 votes ahead of Democrat Kyle Mulliken. District 17 incumbent Republican Jeff Phillips edges Democrat Mariah Phillips by 33 votes. Ramel McMurray finished 63 votes ahead of Corey Cipolla in District 19. In Murfreesboro, Shane McFarland won re-election as mayor. On the council, Vice Mayor Madeline Scales-Harris, the top vote-getter, with Austin Maxwell and Jamie Avawater taking the two open seats. Amanda Moore retains her seat on the city school board, with Barbara Long and Karen Dodd taking the open seats. In Smyrna, Lisa Brewer is the new court clerk, and the only contested state primary was for the new House District 13. Longtime County Commissioner Robert Stevens held back Gabriel Fancher in the Republican primary.